This is Testimony Tuesday Radio with special guest Candace Cox. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Hanging in there. We got JP CEO. We got T. We got D. I'm the only petty pimp here today. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Testimony Tuesday Radio, when we praise your way. I'm, I got to say everybody part today. How you doing, JP? I'm good, but where, where are your peoples at? Your peoples. I don't know. Anyway, show must go on. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, we are in, uh, we are interviewing Miss Candace Cox. Tell us about yourself. Well, um, I am a licensed clinical social worker. And I specialize in intergenerational and environmental trauma. My um, whole thought process is to urbanize mental health and uh, mental wellness. I say that mental wellness is dope, and dope stands for done on purpose every day. Um, I want people to understand that, you know, we have to make sure that we take care of our mind as much as we take care of our bodies, if not more. Because the way that I look at the whole body is it's like we cars. And so, you know, when you look at it, we can't make sure that we got good paint jobs and our rims is good. But then when we lift up the hood, our transmissions are slipping. Uh, that's a dope concept. So just to give a little bit of background for those of you who uh, haven't been caught up on the previous seasons, this season of Testimony Tuesday Radio is all about the upgrade. So this particular episode is special because of two reasons. For one, this one is on the app only. So you won't be able to get this anywhere but the app. So make sure that you download the app, spread the word about the app. But secondly, this is about upgrading your mental health. And what Candace didn't tell y'all is she's a show host. I sure so, am. I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah, so tell them, tell them about your show. So, yes. So we are um, coming up um, in the next season of Unheard TV uh, with Chaos Conversations. And so Chaos is K-H-A-O-S, and it stands for Keep Healing and Overcoming Struggles. And so we are bringing real people in to have real conversations to talk about real solutions, where we go from can't help acting now severely chaos, which is C-H-A-O-S, to keep healing and overcoming struggles chaos. You know, helping people understand that life happens. It's going to happen to us at all points in time, but we have to understand that we can create a new normal as we keep healing and overcoming struggles. So make sure you tune in. Absolutely, absolutely. So when we are talking about mental health in our community, you know, there's still... I think there's awareness. I think the awareness has, has risen, but there's still the side eyeing that goes on, you know, with it's, you know, people feeling like, you know, that's, that's, that's not what black people do. Let's mm -hmm. just keep it real. That's not what we do. We, we solve our problems. So talk us through a process. Cause I know we've, you've ran into those, those folks that's like, they, they hit you with the, um, the, uh, you know, I'm just here so I won't get fined mm -hmm. type deal. Oh, very much so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm here because my mama made me or I'm here because my job made me. Or my wife. Or my wife <laughs> made me come. Yes. So walk us through, like, how do you break that down to your people to really understand chaos and what it does to your life? So one of the main things is uh, when somebody comes in, I help them understand that they're the expert, not me. That's the first thing, because, you know, when you come to get therapy, you know more about yourself than your therapist will ever know about you. So that's the first thing. The second thing is helping them understand that we're doing this together. 
You know, like I'm willing to sit Indian style in the darkness with you until you're ready to come out into the light. All I can do is help you help yourself become the best version of you. And then the last thing is helping them understand that this thing that we learned at home, where it is, what happens in your house stays in your house, breaking that down and helping them understand that if what happens in your house stays in your house and the people in your house don't know how to fix what's broken in your house, when you go and you get your own house, you're going to take that brokenness with you. So you got to unlearn what you was taught were right so you can relearn a new way of doing things. Yeah, but the thing is, the stuff that's supposed to stay in your house don't stay in your house anymore. No. It come out on social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quick. Quick. Real quick. You know, and, you know, when we think about it, like, I break down the trauma responses because, you know, when a person has been traumatized, they fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And so a lot of times we are dealing with, in our community, we got a lot of fighting going on that's real. You know, but the thing that we don't pay attention to that we got going on is the freezing. And that is the creating a uh, uh, alternate life or creating a different personality. It is you disconnecting from what's actually happening in your life and you just going on about things like ain't nothing going on. Like you, you frozen, like you're literally disconnected from what's going on emotionally and you just going through the motions. I call it being on autopilot. You know, think about it. How many of us are just waking up to go to sleep? Real talk. You know, and so like that's one of the big things Wait that I hear. What'd you say? Say that. <laughs> he said, "Run that back, <laughs> rewind it, and say that again." So you think about it. You know, in our community, people focus on the fighting, but one of the biggest things that we do is we freeze, which is we are disconnected from what's happening. So we are physically just going through the motions. Nothing new is really coming out of us. We ain't connected to nothing emotionally. We on autopilot. Just waking up to go to sleep. There it is. That's what I'm waiting. <laughs> Wake up to go to sleep. Yes. That's it. Just going through the motions. And so, you know, that's the the you know, the way that I when people come in, I break it down to them and help them understand like you know what it feels like to hurt and hold on. You deserve to know what it feels like to heal and move forward. You deserve that. That's true. I love that. Some people are just waking up to go to sleep. That's it. That's it. You gotta live though. Yeah. So <laughs> So you have been, I want to, I want people to learn a little bit more about you and you can still, hey, make sure you go to Unheard TV, check out season three of Chaos Conversations. But for our app only friends, mm -hmm. break down like your path, like what, where did you start? What made you, you know, get into um, urbanizing Real mental time. health and, and how you're bridging the gap and how you're, uh, you know, helping people not only through sessions, but on, you know, how you're posting on social media, the the TV show now, but your staff. Real talk, real talk. So basically the way that it is, is that like, I'm what I call a chaos kid. So life happened to me. You know, there's something called adverse childhood experiences, which is there's a set of 10 things that if you have four or more of these things happen to you, it changes you physically as well as changes you psychologically. And so out of those 10 things, I got five. And so I'm, I've been changed. My mom has all 10. And so, you know, my dad, he has eight. And so when you look at that, you know, I am a child whose parents broke, broke me because they were broken too. And, you know, I went to school and went to college. And when I got there, I was academically prepared to be to college, but I was not emotionally ready. So I found myself my freshman year about to get kicked out for fighting a football player because he said he was going to spit on me and I two-pieced him and hit him with a chair. So uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> I 
does the K and chaos mean knock a fool out? <laughs> Wait so, a minute. So I used to be C-H-A-O-S, chaos. I couldn't help acting out severely. So I had to learn how to do something different. Or they was going to send my tail home. And I was not going back home. I told my mama once I left my house, I wasn't coming back to stay. So I had to do something different. But... You know, I went to school to be a pediatric nurse practitioner, got to college first year, realized that after I had um, anatomy and physiology one and two, chemistry and microbiology, I realized that I didn't like science and I didn't like death, so I was in the wrong major. So I switched over to social work, and as I'm sitting in my social work classes and they teaching me, you know, about systems and everything else, I'm learning that I ain't supposed to be there. I'm a statistic, and me growing up to, you know, having teenage parents, growing up in poverty, single-parent household, daddy wasn't in my life, like all these different things, I wasn't supposed to be in college. And so I'm like, wait a minute, if I can do this, then they can do it too. Anybody can do it. And so my whole thing was, how do I take what they teaching me in these books and take it back to my people because we need to learn this stuff because then nobody teaches us this. They taught us physical health but didn't teach us mental health. She going around fighting football players. <laughs> so that's, that, that's where you at. <laughs> that, that, that's all I heard. You fighting football players. Yo, he said he was going to spit on me. That's nasty. <laughs> that's so you you beat him to the punch. Before I knew it. Bop, Literally. bop. Yeah. I hit and him hit twice. Chair? Two times. I, he was bigger than me. I had to make sure. I'm from, hey, I'm from the Lou. I'm the show me state. Like, hey, we don't have them type of problems. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> well, switching off that. Uh, <laughs> Ain't gonna mess with you. Me, me with no chair. <laughs> we ain't gonna have some type of problems. <laughs> All I do is spin records. Don't do, don't do me like that. <laughs> so, uh, moving on. Tell me what chaos means to you. So, you know, chaos is is everything because it's a way of life. You know, I talk about the chaos mindset all the time. You know, and so it is what helped me get out of the cycle that I was in in regard to just being angry. Like, you know, I talked about trauma responses before and like fight was where I was. Like I used to be a freezer, you know, and then I turned into a fighter. And once I was a fighter, I couldn't turn it off. So like I had to, <laughs> so I had to make a choice. Either I was getting ready to get kicked out of school or I needed they to do something. Uh, they man, they who it ain't nothing but God. I'm telling you. Come on, testimony Tuesday. <laughs> nothing but God. Look um, at them. You hear me say to look out for fools and babies. I was a baby fool, so we was working together. <laughs> But, you know, um, they put me in anger management classes, actually. And so that was another part of me urbanizing it because the young lady that they had over the class, she was not culturally competent. And so she was like, Candace, when you get upset, I want you to breathe and look out the window. It's the voice for me. <laughs> I was it's, like, sis, it's the no. Voice for me. <laughs> sis, no. <laughs> I was like, what? What are we doing? So, you know, me recognizing that I was like the skills that they were trying to teach me, I wasn't even able to embrace them because of the way they was being brought to me. And so I uh, found myself actually homeless going from my uh, freshman year into my sophomore year that summer uh, because my mother didn't like my uh, now ex-husband, hindsight is twenty twenty, And so she wouldn't give me her financial aid information. She was like, tell his mama to do it. I'm like, she can't. So... <laughs> Wait. Um, <laughs> you learn a lot. That's, that's, that's a little petty. That was petty. Oh, there was a lot of petty. That was my thought of Zach. Yes. Oh, yeah. My, mom, my mother could have been a petty. Yep, she could have been a petty. Petty, petty pimptress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
definitely. So um, because of that, I didn't have the money for summer. And I ended up moving in with uh, my mentor, and I needed to work. So I actually started working because I fought the football player and kind of threw out some information that I shouldn't have threw out about this girl having an STD. Um, I lost my job. <laughs> On campus, HIPAA violation. Learned about that real quick. I worked for the... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. This story just keeps getting better. <laughs> it's okay, real. so two-piece, a chair. <laughs> his his lady tiddlywinking and gave him an STD. Yes. He was having a bad day. He was having a bad day. <laughs> and didn't even know that was what was about to happen. He thought he was defending this girl. Didn't even know. <laughs> Uh, he had a he had a, he had a tough day. <laughs> it was serious. So, um, <laughs> like hitting him with the chair wasn't enough for you. <laughs> no, it was. Hey, I come from Mortal Kombat days. Finish him. <laughs> it was it was done. Wow. <laughs> and so, um, I started working at. Um, I actually had three jobs over the summertime. I started oh, working, working like at, a Jamaican. Hey, you heard me. I was like, I can sleep. I don't need to sleep. I sleep when I'm older. So I worked at the uh, <laughs> the um, the boys and girls club where I work with little kids. And then I worked at the juvenile detention center, and then I worked at then I worked at a um, a club called the Fat Cat. My granny swore it was a strip club. I promise you that it wasn't. So I worked at the Fat Cat at the door (laughs) until I turned twenty one. Then I became a bartender. (laughs) There was a reason why you were working at the door, (laughs) Granny. No. Handling they light work. No, I'm just joking. Oh, my goodness. So um, while I was there, though, I learned about systems. And so I learned, you know, like I say all the time, broken parents raise broken babies. They send them to broken schools in broken communities, policed by broken officers, overseen by broken politicians. Everybody's broken. You know, but most of the time, the babies are the ones that get blamed. And nobody's teaching them. And so I started then implementing what is now the chaos mindset and didn't know that that's what it was. I started talking to them about, you know, how they were their parents' kids, but they weren't their parents' choices. Talking to the older kids about how you don't. You can't graze over that. Oh, my bad. Go, go, ahead. go, go back. <laughs> Say that phrase. They were their parents' kids. But, but not their parents' choices, flat out. Woo! So just because your parents raised you and you grew up in that environment, you do not have to emulate what you saw. That was that was that was that's a word. Yes. So one more time. One more time. You are your parents' kids, but you don't have to be your parents' choices. Flat that, out. That's that's the t-shirt. Flat out. Maybe we would we would tell <laughs> D. Cannon, but him not him not here. Him not here. Him not here. He gonna have to catch it on the app. Ain't that nothing? <laughs> so you know that made it. Not only did I have to implement the things that I was teaching them. You know, I had to do it for myself because I believe that it's very important for you to practice what you preach. And, you know, I also I wanted to show him that, again, if um, I love Tupac. And so Tupac says, you know, that he was a rose that grew from concrete. And so I say that about myself. I'm a rose that grew from concrete. And if I can grow, you can grow, too. And so showing them that I can get through college, showing them that I can be what I want to be when I grow up, showing them that they can do the same thing and 
it's funny because I look back at those kids and that was over 20 years ago and some of them have started their own nonprofits and they reach out and they uh, buy my children's books and stuff like that and be like, you know, I learned from Miss Candace. And I'd be like, yo, that's so dope, you know, to see them. Some of them were the first to graduate from high school in their families and then like their their siblings after them graduated. And then I had one young lady who she graduated, everybody after her graduated, then her mama went back and got her GED. You know, so it was like, you know, planting those seeds and teaching them how to nurture them. And, you know, you were able to see change. And so that's why chaos is so important to me, because it's real. You know, it's not it's not just a fad. It's not just a, you know, just uh, something that I do It's who I am. But it's a walking mantra. Keep healing and overcoming struggles. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a scenario. So, you know, out of 10. I'm going to say I rank at an eight, but I've not been introduced to any level of therapy. Uh, I, I don't attend church. I don't, like, I'm just out here angry. Mm-hmm. I'm just out here. Winging it. Just out here angry. <laughs> just winging it. <laughs> I'm elbow smacking people. <laughs> you know, what, and someone, someone finally comes to me and says, hey, there's there's a new path for you. Mm-hmm. What what is the what is the first step? What is the first step on two sides? What is the first step for someone who recognizes someone needs the help? Mm-hmm. And then what is the first step step for that person to accept? You know, the first step for somebody that recognizes that somebody needs the help is to provide them with the resources. You know, that's it. And no, you know, just kind of first and foremost, don't judge. Because, you know, who are you to judge somebody just because they struggle differently than you do? What did he say? Who are me to judge? You hear me? Who are me to judge? Who Real are talk. Me to judge? You know, because we all struggle. You know, the second thing is understand that everybody isn't on the same healing path and healing journey. So you may see it. They may not be ready to see it. And so you can, I say all the time, I'll plant the seed, but it's on you to nurture it. And so you can provide them with the information. You know, and if they if they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. But, you know, just gently encourage them. That's the one thing that you do. And then in regard to the person, you know, uh, we got a skill called RAW. And RAW stands for Realize, Admit, Work Through. And so whenever somebody comes to me first, you know, and they be on that, you know, um, I'm going to pray about it. I'm like, yeah, you can pray. But when God send you a therapist, go see him. Like real talk. That's absolutely okay because just the same as if you got a cancer diagnosis and you prayed and God sent you an oncologist, you're going to go see that oncologist. Come see this clinician so that we can do this together. No shame. You know, and I I let them know, you know, don't be ashamed. But like I said before, you know what it feels like to hurt and hold on. Ain't you tired of that? Let's learn what it feels like to heal and move forward because you deserve that. You deserve that. And that's the biggest thing is empowering people to understand the importance that happiness, healing, and peace are inside jobs. I can't do this for you. I can't do this without you. So we got to do this together. Mm -hmm. So you pretty much gave us the steps on how you got better. Is there anyone that unnecessarily came up like you that you took under your wing? Not necessarily knocking people out or anything like that, but, you know, struggling in uh, a broken home, you may say, and did you you take them under your wing, or if so, how'd you go about? So, um, basically, all of my staff, like, we chaos kids, 
And so, like I say, we no one no one works for me. We all work with each other. That's first thing. But second thing is, you can't work with us if you're not willing to deal with your own stuff. And so, you know, whenever somebody comes in, I ask, like, have you seen a therapist or are you currently seeing a therapist? That's the one thing because it's not okay for you to ask somebody to bear their soul and you don't even know what that feels like. So that's first thing, you know. And next, you got to be comfortable with your story. And, like, I've had people come in and so... One of the things that I do is I have partnerships with universities. So with SLU and UMSL, you know, uh, Fontbonne, uh, Webster, you know, different schools, so that I am able to uh, get them as their students. And then when they're students, they learn. And so being able to teach them the things that they need to, to learn, being able to help them identify their stuff. And so, like, I do the training, and I train them on the chaos mindset, and they learn about toxic and traumatic stress. They learn about adverse childhood experiences. And one of the things that I do in training is I walk them through the same therapeutic tools that we do in session. So, therefore, you going to do it, too. You got issues with your daddy, we finna run them to the table. You got issues with your baby mama, we finna run them to the table. So, therefore, you know, therefore, you are able to know what it feels like to use these skills as well. Because real talk, you shouldn't be teaching these skills to folks if you ain't willing to use them. That doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, my whole staff is that way because we, we walk it like we talk it. And if we don't, we pull each other to the table and be like, hey, you know, you, you might want to, you need to work on that. Or, you know, hey, you going through some stuff, you might need to pull back on seeing clients so you can get yourself together. And then you come back with you ready because you can't be out here broken trying to heal folks. That don't make sense. So this is a great interview. Let's uh, let's get your final thoughts and how can people reach you or reach out to you if they need your uh, guidance? Um, so you can reach me on um, Instagram and Twitter at Chaos Mindset. That's K-H-A-O-S-M-I-N-D-S-E-T. Um, I went viral on Twitter. Uh, Candy Cox 220, C-A-N-D-I-C-O-X 220. And then Facebook is just Chaos, um, Chaos Inc. And um, if you want to uh, get you know information about us, buy merchandise, donate, all the other kind of good stuff, bring me in to speak, get programs, any of that, visit us on our website at www.khaosinc.org. Do I have time to do my affirmation? You absolutely do. All right. So um, thank you guys for having me. And I always like to end with a chaos affirmation. I wrote it for myself. It helps me. And so I hope it helps you. Here you go. My story is my story because it makes me who I am. I'm never ashamed of what I've been through. I'm now doing the best I can. My feelings are my feelings, even when it's a burden to hold. There is nothing wrong with saying it's hard to carry the load. I reset now to remember every situation encourages thought. When I realize, admit, and work through my issues, I can get raw. I embrace my whole truth as I break free. Forgive, release, embrace, and elevate over any dis-ease. One day at a time, no shame on the days I feel troubled. Working hard every day to keep healing and overcoming struggles. Y'all got this. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Testimony Tuesday Radio, JPCEO, DJ Radar, TB2. Uh, TB2 is uh, Tiddly Winkin around <laughs> uh, for his uh, anniversary weekend. So shout out to the Thorntons on celebrating. Oh, geez. How many years is it? It's a lot of years. It's a lot of them. Happy anniversary. Yeah, it's a lot of them. So, as always, we want to thank you guys for checking us out, for riding with us. And we definitely got to thank our partners, uh, Tukama Society, uh, 
make sure that if you are looking for group coaching, that you reach out to us. You could go to unheardtv.com and inquire about Two Comma Society. Uh, Texas, y'all know we do. That's my jam, hosted by the Petty Pimps. Uh, so text, and, and we got something real special coming up for y'all real soon. We just got to work out the technical things with it. All right, so text us at 314-857-6214. Uh, STL Trotters. Follow them on Instagram, St. Louis Trotters on Instagram, D. Cannon Arts Apparel. Uh, him not here. Him not here. Him supposed to be here, mm -hmm. but him not here. Okay. All right. Shout out to, oh, look, y'all can't see, but he just peeked through the door. So him, him here. Him late. Him, him <laughs> here. Him, him, yeah. Shout out to ATL and STL stylist Shay Robinson. Follow her on Instagram at Cliche Beauty Boutique. She specializes in locks, knotless braids, TB2's favorite wig maintenance because y'all wigs don't be wigging, <laughs> and so much more. Until next time, this is the app-only special because you, if you're going to Unheard TV to look for this, you won't find it. So you got to share it. You got to share it. You got to share it. We appreciate y'all. Testimony Tuesday Radio. Praise your way. Peace, y'all.